Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, thank you for joining me today. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And today we are going to be talking about a topic of potential. We all hear that we have so much potential in us, and maybe sometimes we doubt that we have potential. But we're going to look at the idea that God has created us with potential, and how do we unleash that? So this is unleashing your potential. And I'm going to give you a couple of key verses that we're going to kind of be using as reference verses. And the first one is Jeremiah 20, I'm sorry, Jeremiah 33, 3, which is one of my favorite verses. And this says, pray, call to me, and I will answer you. I will tell you important secrets, great and hidden things you have never heard or known before. So we can be asking God to be telling us the secrets about ourselves that he has that he has put inside of us, that he knit when he was knitting us together in our mother's wombs, those, those different ingredients that he was placing inside of us that he is wanting to have come to fruition. And we also look at 1 Corinthians 2.9, and this says, but as, as it is written in the scriptures, no one, no eye has ever seen this. No one, no ear has ever heard about it. No one, no human heart has ever imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. What an amazing verse. Nobody's ever seen it. Nobody's ever heard about it. No human being has ever imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. And lastly, I love Ephesians 3.20. And it says, God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does not do it by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. So God is saying, I can do anything. I've created a beautiful thing in you. I've put all this potential so that you can be the vision that he had when he created you. And he's saying that it's far more than you could ever imagine or ever even hope in your wildest dreams. And he's telling us he doesn't do this. He doesn't help us by pushing us around and forcing us. He does it by working within us. So we see in those three verses that we're to pray to him and ask him, for those important, secret, hidden things that we've never known. And then we're to believe and understand that he has wonderful things prepared for all those who love him, and he can do anything far more than we could ever imagine. And that's where our faith lies. That's where our hope is. And so then lastly, we have that famous, beautiful verse. It's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, And this is out of the Message Bible. He says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you plans to give you future and a future you hope for. When you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I will listen. When you come looking for me, you will find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. What a great statement. He says, when you get serious about finding me and wanting it more than anything else, 
I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. So God is saying, when we seek, when we search after him, we are going to find him. And one of the places we find him is deep within us. He lives in us. And he can tell us those great, wonderful things that are inside of us, that are lurking, that are waiting to come out, that are wanting to be expressed. So how do we start with this whole unleashing our potential? Well, the first way, no fear. We have to eradicate fear. When we are unleashing potential, we are shooting for the stars. That doesn't mean that we're being unrealistic. Like I tell people oftentimes, if I wanted to be in a you know, center for the Nebraska Cornhuskers, that would be pretty ridiculous. So we're wanting to hope for all that God has, knowing that there are also going to be different potentials in us, and there's also going to be some limitations. Some of the limitations might be my size, might be some intelligence, might be some talent. And so if God has put me together the way that he wanted to put me together, he has put everything in me that I need to be who he has called me to be. So I don't have to worry or compare myself to other people and say, well, I could never do that because I can't do what that person does. Or I'm not that intelligent, or I'm not that strong, or I'm not that young, or I'm not that pretty, or I don't have a musical talent or an artistic talent, or I don't know how to do numbers. Because you see, we don't have to worry about the things we don't have. What we are doing is unleashing the things we do have so that we're not limiting who we truly are. So we do, we do it with no fear. We say, with God on my side, who can be against me? And what we know many times is that we are our own greatest enemy. So the second thing we do is we engage in a discovery process. See, it's hard to discover things when you're afraid. So when explorers go out to discover new lands, it certainly can be exhilarating and there can be some scary things, but they are doing this with no fear. They are not letting fear inhibit the discovery process. Because I want you to know, there is nothing inside of you that you need to be afraid of. God knows every single nook and cranny inside of you. He's been to every place in your internal world. And he knows who you are. And there is nothing to fear about who you are. So then what we do is we do acceptance without apology. So we stop apologizing for the way that God made us. And we accept ourselves completely. Now see, acceptance, this doesn't mean agreement. It doesn't mean condonement. Acceptance means that I accept myself fully complete today right where I am. Because God does as well. I tell people frequently, you know, if, if God was not accepting this world and accepting everything that's happening, we'd all be dead. He'd, he would end it, and there will come a day when he won't accept it any longer. But just because he accepts it doesn't mean he agrees with it, doesn't mean he's condoning it, doesn't mean he's, he's encouraging a lot of what's going on. It means that he accepts it so that he can work with us. So I need to accept myself, the place I am today, this very moment, so that I can work with myself. After we do that, so we have no fear, we're going to do this discovery process with excitement, we're going to accept ourselves completely for who we are today, now we start to take responsibility and we put effort. And so responsibility is for both the positives and the negatives. If I have a talent, I need to take responsibility for that talent and exercise it so that I do the best I can, not just skate by because I'm talented. If I have character issues that are getting in the way of that talent, I need to take responsibility for those as well. And that's done with love and acceptance because condemnation never healed any character problem. So we put effort 
into what we're discovering. And we're putting effort into seeking God and to looking for him with all kinds of, all the intensity that we have. And so as we're doing that, that effort, taking responsibility, seeking after God, then we begin to nurture what we're discovering. So we nurture that talent or we nurture that dream. We nurture that, that process or that vision, which means we may need to educate ourselves on some things. I know for myself, if I wanted to be psychotherapist, which I decided to do, then one of the things I had to do as I nurtured that dream was I had to go get more education. Because no matter how talented I am as a psychotherapist, I still need to have education. And I need to have a license and I need to have all these things that allow me to do that dream. So then what we find in this whole nurturing process is there's also a dying process. Because having those, some of those character issues or things that are getting in the way of being who God has called us to be, sometimes we have to let those things die. Sometimes when we're unleashing potential, we have to let die maybe what we thought we wanted to be. And we start to find out that that wasn't maybe what God decided for us to be. And so we may have to let that die. We may have to let die the expectations on ourselves, Because maybe we have inappropriate expectations. Maybe we have to be realistic about our potential. Maybe we have to let die the fact that we want acceptance from others or we want validation or we want to be popular, we want to be liked. As we're, as we're really unleashing potential. So you want to find out what needs to die that I'm fighting to keep alive. What needs to die so that I can fully be who God has called me to be. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we talk about the concept that with the seed that dies, breaks open so that the mighty oak can emerge. So that dying process also is, is part of that process is this pruning process or guiding, directing, mentoring, coaching. These types of things, when we are unleashing potential, we are needing guidance because nobody makes it on their own. So we may need to get a life coach or we may need to do some therapy or we may need to get a mentor. Um, we may need to help, help with getting some direction by, with someone that, that kind of guides us through. Maybe we're going to have to get some more education and we go to see an educational counselor that says, here's the direction that you need to go to in order to get to that goal. So we're going to need outside influence, and we need to be open to the outside influence and direction and people that can come alongside and help us get to that next place. And as we're in this process of doing this, it's imperative, imperative, that we redefine failure. And when I say that, is it, what I'm saying is it's simply a plan. We have to look at failure as simply a plan that didn't work the first time. So I say to myself, now I know it doesn't work, so I can move on to what does. Because if I look at a failure as a character issue, even if that failure was because of a character problem, this is all part of the learning process. And the, the thing that you need to understand about human beings is they cannot learn unless they make mistakes. There is no other way to learn. So we need to accept that there will be a lot of things that don't work. They'll be stalled, that will stall out, or that will launch something and it doesn't ever take off. But we need to not quit. That, that's the biggest failure, is just not trying. And so we're going to talk a little bit more later in the last part of the, the hour about this. And then the last thing, and this is very, very important, this is about living in reality. So we need to be realistic about what we're doing, how we view ourselves, how we view 
where God has put us in life, the resources that he has given us, and we need to be realistic. So when I help people unlock or unleash potential, it is very difficult if they are wanting to, quote, unquote, be someone that they're not. We have great examples of this. I I can barely watch American Idol. In fact, I don't because it drives me crazy that the people in these people's lives aren't telling them that they can't sing. And so they go on air, and and in fact, what, what is entertaining many times, sadly, is how bad they are. Now, that's not entertaining to me. It breaks my heart. But this is important that we be realistic. So this is, con- this is Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk about unleashing your potential. Thank you for joining me again. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And today we are talking about unleashing your potential and how do we go about doing that. And so if we do kind of like a little bit of a recap of the first part of this hour, what we looked, with, what we looked at first when we're unleashing potential is that we do it with no fear. We have, to, we have to get a handle on fear because fear is crippling. And fear causes us to resist engaging in discovery, which is another portion, another part of being able to unleash potential. So when we are engaging in discovery, we want to do it without fear. We want to realize that there's nothing inside of me to discover about my potentiality that I have to be afraid of. And I don't have to be afraid of where that might take me because this is how God has made me and he is responsible for that too. And he likes being a part of this. So we do it with no fear. We engage in the discovery process. And in the discovery process, we need to have complete acceptance. So we accept ourselves without apologizing. We stop apologizing for how God made us. And we start thinking that it's less than or greater than. We simply accept this is who God has made. This is what he wanted. This is why he made me this way. And so I'm going to be accepting myself, even if that means accepting character flaws, that these are, that's part of the good work that God is doing in us. He's changing us so that we can truly be who he has created us to be. So I accept myself with all the flaws I have and all the great things, all the talents I have as well. And as I do that, I realize that there's some responsibility that I must take. And there's effort that I need to put into it. So as I accept, I take responsibility for who I am. And I take responsibility for my talents. So that if I have a talent, I don't just skate by on that talent. I need to nurture it, actualize it. I need to put effort into it. God has put tremendous effort into his people. So as we are putting effort, that means we are also nurturing what, we're, what is being produced, what we're finding, that potential that is being unleashed. And that may mean that we need to educate ourselves in some ways. That may mean that we need to take better care of ourselves as we're going through this process. And so we also find that many times we're unleashing potential, that there might be some things that are getting in the way of that potential being unleashed or unlocked, which means that something may need to die. And so we see that Jesus died in order for us to live. And so we want to make sure that those things that are getting in the way of our potential are dying, being removed being taken, taken away so that we can truly be who we are intended to be. So in that dying process, there's a lot of things that occur in the nurturing dying process. And that's things like pruning, guiding, directing, 
mentoring, coaching, because as I'm taking responsibility for that potential, then there may be some guidance that I'm needing from someone that's been there before me. It may be that I need some help with direction in how to do it or how to pace myself. You may need to get a mentor for yourself that helps you to be on track and stay accountable. You may need some life coaching or, or you may need therapy, some psychotherapy, maybe some temperament testing to find out a little bit more about who you are. And then as we're going through this, we're going to be trying a lot of different things. So we need to make sure that we continually redefine failure because failure is one of the things that really can stop people and cause them to doubt. And so failure, that really simply, this is a plan that didn't work the first time. And we're going to look a little bit later at some amazing people that endured failure, and we're very thankful that they did. So what I say to myself, if, if something didn't work the way I wanted it to work, or it hasn't occurred the way I did, I launched something, it didn't take off, whatever that is, what I say to myself is, okay, now I know what doesn't work, so I can move on to what does. And so in this process, we are really dealing with reality and we are making sure that we are living in reality because it's very difficult for someone to unleash potential if they've already decided what that potential that the, the potential that they're willing to accept is so if I have somebody a client in my office and what they're wanting to be is a, uh, a guitarist in a Christian rock band and they don't have the ta that talent at all then what I'm going to have to be saying to them is that's a great dream. That's, that would be fun. However, let's look at what you are talented in. Let's look at what God has given you. Because what you'll find is that when you're doing the things that God has given you and put in you, you will enjoy them much better. But when we get caught up in the world and what we think the world wants or what the world reveres and we attempt to, to move in that direction without being connected to ourself, without being realistic about who we are and what we are good at and being very proud of what we are good at because we see that God has made many people, every single person is unique and different. And I thank God for the talents that people have that I don't have. I do not like accounting. I'm very thankful that I have an accountant that's really good because it stresses me out so bad I can't stand trying to figure all that stuff out. So I'm thankful. I'm thankful that there's a doctor that really enjoys doing that. I'm thankful for teachers that teach my children that love doing that. I'm thankful for people that love to work on cars and they're really talented at understanding mechanics. And so we really want to be proud of whatever it is that God has gifted us with and that potential that he has put it within us. So when we're doing this, it, you have to understand if we're trying to, quote, unquote, be someone in order to get acceptance or validation or self-worth or acclaim, it, it's never going to happen. And you'll be chronically disappointed and you will chronically feel like a failure. And that brings resentment. It brings um, bitterness. It can bring cynicism. And so it's very important that we don't look outside of ourselves to be that person we work on looking inside and asking God who I am and who he has designed me to be. So we find out, you know, acknowledge what our potential is. And one of the ways that you can know truly what your potential and your talents are are the things that come very naturally to you, the things that bring you joy, the things that you could do like breathing. And they usually follow you wherever you go. They usually have a tendency to show up in all these different arenas. You keep finding yourself doing that thing. Or people are constantly acknowledging that particular quality about you. And so you have to remember, everywhere I go, there I am. And this is an internal job. 
So we have to work from the inside out. That's why it's so important that we don't look outside to find our way. Because that, it's a natural phenomenon. It has its own momentum. If I look to the outside to work myself in, I'm going to have mistakes that are unnecessary. I'm going to have failures that are not deserved. So we need to be looking at who God is telling us who we are. And one of the ways that we find out who we are is we find out who God is. We seek after God. He then reveals to us who we are because he knows us. If we don't do it that way, we try to find out who we are from other people or we find out who we are from Satan. And Satan loves to tell us who we are not. And we have a tendency to believe him. And so it's important that you're getting your information from the right source. And the source is God. He is the one that designed you. He's the one that planned you. He's the one that loves you with all of his heart. So we're working from the inside out to do this job. So when we're talking about releasing potential, we want to look at what potential really means. And we're going to talk in the next segment about the definition of potential as well as potential energy. And it's very exciting to realize what really lies in you that may be dormant or that may not be directed well or that you may have experienced a failure and so you're ready to walk away from it. So we need to be going back to God and saying, I'm seeking after you, seeking your ways, not my ways, and I'm wanting your will to be done, not my will. So join me in the next segment as we talk about potential and unleashing your potential. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Please join me on Facebook and it's Cynthia Hyatt Inc. And you can also look at my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Thank you. Hello again, this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia, and I want to encourage you to uh, check me out on my Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Inc., and that's, I'm sorry, CynthiaHyatt.com, and that's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T, or visit my Facebook page, which is Cynthia Hyatt Inc., as in Incorporated, and that again is C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T-I-N-C. We are talking today about Potential and unleashing potential. And this is a very important concept for us as Christians because God has put so much potential in his people. And when that is really working together, the church has incredible potential to affect the world. So we're wanting to do this one person at a time. So the more that we do our piece of that big puzzle, that's really the only thing God is asking us to do. And so that's a big enough job in and of itself. So in the last segment, we were talking about how important it is that we don't look outside of ourselves to, quote-unquote, be someone. That we ask for what potential God has placed in me and where he wants that potential to go. Because he's truly the one that created me, and he knows me. And he knows what's best for me. And he knows where I'm going to have a life that is full. Because we know in John 10.10, 10, it says the enemy comes to kill, steal, destroy, Jesus has come to give life to the full. So you have to understand that when you embark on this journey of unleashing potential, it gets the attention of Satan because certainly he doesn't want that. He wants to fill you with failure, with condemnation, with discouragement, uh, talking to you in ways that cause you to doubt yourself, doubt that God has anything planned for you at all or that you could ever even do it. 
And so let's look at what potential is, because I, like I like to study words. So the definition of potential, if we look at it as an adjective, it's possible or as opposed to actual. So we can have an actual talent, but that doesn't mean that talent might, might occur because it's the potential behind the talent that makes it happen. So the potential, like if you think about potential uses of nuclear energy, so we may never use nuclear energy, but we have potential uses of it. So we're really working on potential today. So, so we want to unleash that. It's also, you can look at it as capable or being or becoming. Potential is becoming. So we're wanting to become more of who God has called us to be. And he does that by his spirit. If we look at it as expressing possibility, we can, or we can look at it as a noun, possibility, or potentiality. But one of the best things that, that, were, that I really enjoyed as I looked up this word is that when we use potential as a noun, it also means a latent excellent or an ability that may or may not be developed. That's important. That's the potential we're talking about today, is that you have talents, you have abilities, you have skills, you have gifts, you have callings. But without you unleashing the potential, that is in you, they will never happen. Because potential is, is the thing that has the ability to be or not be developed, depending on whether or not you use potential. So if we look at potential energy, this is very interesting to me. Because see, an object can store potential energy, and this has a is a result of its position. So for example, you can have a heavy ball of a demolition machine and it's storing energy when it's held at an elevated position. Or similarly, a drawn bow is able to store energy as a result of its position. So when assuming its usual position, that bow, when it's not drawn, there's no energy, there's no energy stored in the bow at all. But when the position is altered from its usual equilibrium position, the bow is able to store energy by virtue of its position. So this is important for us as we are understanding that our talents, the way that they are executed is with potentiality, with potential. And we need to be storing up potential energy. And that has everything to do with positioning. So when we are positioning ourselves in a drawn position versus a, 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 just a static position of idleness, what we're saying to God is we're, we're positioning ourselves in a way that you are able to release that potential. And one of the ways that we position ourselves is, is through all the spiritual disciplines that we do. And that positions myself so that when God is ready to release that potential, and I've taken responsibility for those talents and those abilities, then when that potential is released, there's an execution of that amazing talent or skill or gift that God has given me versus releasing it too soon. And, and you know what happens when we release uh, potential too soon. It could be a disaster. That bow could go straight, straight through someone's head instead of hit the target. And so we're going to look more at how we are unleashing that potential through God and what might be some blocks that happen that we have to remove and what happens to us when we are attempting to do that. So this idea of potential is really amazing when you realize what God can do. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me again as we finish up this idea of unleashing your potential.
Well, thank you for joining me again. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And today we are talking about unleashing your potential and the difference between potential and talent. And what we are understanding is that God has gifted us with talents and abilities or skills or gifts, maybe the gift of service or different ways that God has made us to really further the kingdom of God. But those gifts and talents don't just happen. They have to be followed or, or potential is the thing that makes that gift or that talent occur. And so that's part of positioning ourselves. And so when we were looking at this idea, this uh, word actually potential, and I was talking about how one of the ways that it's described or defined this possibility of potentiality is that it's a latent excellence or ability that may or may not be developed. And that's very important for us to realize is that the potential doesn't make the talent happen. It's the releasing of it and the willingness to let that potential support that gift and talent. And so when we looked at the concept of potential energy, it says, I was describing it as this this is that an object can have stored energy as a result of its position. And we talked about the heavy ball of a demolition machine. When it's pulled up in the air before it's ready to drop, it's storing energy. Or when we look at that arrow and it held in a bow, and when that bow is pulled back, it's, it is storing energy to release that bow. So when any of those assume their normal position or usual human, like we can say our human position, see that, that demolition ball is just hanging straight down. It has no energy. No, it has the talent because the ball is huge and can crush anything, but it doesn't have the potentiality. The potential is the positioning of that ball. The potential of that bow, it, of that arrow, is the position of the bow. And so what we want to think about is ourselves. We can't just sit around with a talent and ability. We have to position ourselves so that the releasing of that potential can occur. And we need to position ourselves. And the way we position ourselves is in God. We position ourselves by seeking after him. All those spiritual formation things that we do, prayer, devotions, reading his word, Um, gathering with other believers, worshiping, fasting, praying, these types of things all help us position ourselves so when God is ready to release that potential after he has developed us so that we can handle that talent. If you remember the show we did on Secret to Success and how important it is that we are able to handle the success that God wants to give us, well, he's making sure that when he releases that potential, it it doesn't harm us. So part of the positioning is we strengthen the things that we can strengthen. And that's what we were talking about earlier in the hour. We do those things. We nurture. We, we educate. We take responsibility for the talent and the gift he's given us. We put effort into it. We, we accept ourselves. You know, we, we take advantage of people around us that can mentor us or coach us. Or, you know, what do we need to do to make sure that we're removing blocks like character issues that always get in the way of releasing potential and cause us to be inert. And so we look in John chapter 12, 24 through 25. It says, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. So this is part of potential. See, once that seed is willing to die, then the releasing of all that's stored up in it is able to come forth. So we look many times at what has to die or what do I need to remove? And so 
when we when we look back on on growing up, see children naturally begin to express their potential. They they don't know not to do it, and they they naturally put the potential they're storing up because they want to exercise that talent and they have all that energy and and they they haven't learned yet to squelch that potential that energy, and it's the adults in our lives that are it, it is their responsibility to foster it and to nurture it and help with managing that energy as they position themselves to do the things that God has called them to do. So what we want to realize is that none of us had perfect parents, but as an adult now, it is my responsibility to help with the nurturing and the fostering of those talents and abilities and manage potential so that I'm positioning myself and not releasing potential until it's ready. And that I make sure that as I'm releasing that potential, that it's, it's, it's um, facing in the right direction. Because imagine if the, if the wrecking ball went backwards, right? And you've heard things like this when they, um, you know, demolished the wrong house. Imagine if that, when that archer pulls that bowstring back and he's pointing at the wrong person. So it's important that when we are storing up that potential that we know where it's being directed and we know the direction that God has for us to go in. It doesn't mean we're going to do it perfectly every time. So we see that seed must die in order for it to live the life intended. And we don't, remember, we don't revere seeds. We, we don't admire them. We're not in awe of them. What we look forward to is that bloom. So think about for you, what are those things that need to die? Are there character issues that are getting in my way that I keep trying to kind of work around? Is one of the character issues that I'm struggling with is that I've had failures and so I'm too afraid. I'm too scared to face disappointment again. I don't want to put myself out there again. It hurt too much. These are so understandable. And God is so merciful and gracious with us about that. He really does understand that feeling. Imagine the amount of failures he feels that he has had with the human, all, all the humans that he has made and this creation that he has done. And he continues to work at it. And he ultimately died in order for the success of the human race to occur. So we're seeing that we can trust God with this. And if one of the things that is getting in my way is that I've had big failures. Maybe I had some burnout. Maybe I've tried a couple of times and it didn't seem to work and I hear the enemy just telling me that I'm crazy. What are you trying to do that for? Who are you trying to be? You know, telling you that you're a wannabe or, you know, you're a has-been or a washout. And so it's very important that we use that mentoring, coaching, pastoring, counseling, our friendships, accountability partners to help us to work through some of that and to figure out maybe... You know, some of the failures were only about strengthening my ego so that I'm not so easily um, discouraged, so that I can handle failure. I can handle people not liking me, not liking my ideas. I can, and so maybe some of those failures were because I was a little bit off track. Maybe I just need to, to guide it in a little different direction or modify it. And maybe through some counseling, I can find out what that is. Maybe some of those failures were, were God protecting me because if it launched too soon, it would have harmed me. And so what we do is we want to enjoy the discovery process and nurture it the same way that we nurture seeds, the same way that we nurture children. So I can't unleash potential if I don't know what the potential is. So if I try to decide what potential I would like, right, then I'll be working from the outside in and there's no momentum that way. I'm needing to position myself so that that potential energy that God wants to give me to release those talents and abilities is directed correctly. So parents, see what happens, like think about if your parents had in mind what kind of child they wanted. 
versus finding out who their child was. And many, many people have experienced this, that their parents really had in mind, this is the type of kid that I wanted, and then I got a kid that was completely opposite of that. Now, some parents are lucky enough to get the, the type of kid they wanted, and some parents are healthy enough to not have in mind what type of child they want. They just want to have a child. Because many times, you know, when parents go into it deciding what kind of kid they want, it's kind of like I wanted a cat and someone gave me a fish, right? So many of us don't want to find out who we really are. We just want to be who we think is good or great or current or wanted. And this is why it's so important, those verses that we talked about in the very beginning, the Jeremiah 33.3 and the first Corinthians 2.9, that I am seeking after God and he's going to tell me great and unsearchable things that I do not know. And he's telling me that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no human heart has conceived of the wonderful, amazing things God has planned for those he loves. So, of course, we don't want to deal with our internal world. Many of us don't even like our own selves, right? And so when we live up to whatever potential we think we have or should have, we're going to be going in the wrong direction. So if I deal with my internal world, I have to deal with all those thoughts and feelings and all those judgments that I may have against myself or all those things that... I have not forgiven myself of, all those missed opportunities, all those coulda, woulda, shoulda, if only. And then I, in that process, even though that's some grief and loss process and it is very painful, we will come out the other side and so in a much better position. And there's always hope when we go through that process. And so the interesting thing that I found as I go through this whole entire process is that Many times we are all wanting that particular talent that the world reveres. And we want to look or act or be or have the same kind of energy that the people that we are admiring have. And we think that the gifts and talents that are the most rare are the most valuable. So the ones to seek after. Like, you know, it's, it's more rare to be a concert pianist, to be able to be a, an orchestra leader. It's, it's rarity to... Um, be a, a Victoria's Secret model, how many people can look like that, right? It's rare to have the talent or the gift of of music or arts or these types of things, or maybe being, you know, CEO of, you know, a major company. And so what I have found, though, is that I believe in God's economy. He would give the most valuable gifts in abundance, the ones most needed and valued by him. That's what he would be giving abundantly. So what do we see is what we would say a common service is, a common gift is, and that would be the gift of service. Servants. That is a gift that is very abundant. And this is who Christ is. Nowhere in the Bible does it talk about specific creative abilities. See, when we know actually that Jesus was very creative, but he wasn't known for singing. He wasn't known as for being this great athlete, although he was very strong and fit. He wasn't known for writing anything, although he was brilliant. And he was a very successful craftsman. I mean, do you know anyone that worked with wood? You know that's a specific talent. But what was he known for? Where was the potential? God gave him so much energy to serve. So much. And so it's very important that we don't minimize whatever gifts God has given us because the world does not revere them. So we want to believe the thoughts that God has about us and be that good caregiver, that good parent to ourselves. And so we know the potential, the seed, because we are God's handiwork. And we're created in Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And that's Ephesians 2.10. And God created everything with potential, including you. 
Now, potential, again, is that dormant ability. It's reserved power. It's untapped strength. It's unused success and hidden talents. Capped capability. Potential is all you can be but have not become. All you can do but have not yet done. And some powerful keys to releasing your potential with God and how God has designed you to function with faith and love. It's difficult for your potential to be released without a combination of faith and love. Whatever purpose God created you for, he also gave you the potential to fulfill it. And your potential is equal to the assignment God gives. And God provides abundant material and physical resources to sustain and maintain your life. So resources were created to live on and with, but never for. So work is a major key to releasing, releasing your potential. Potential must be exercised and demands made on it. Otherwise, it will just remain potential. So to release your true potential, you must be willing to work. Potential is like a seed. It's buried ability and hidden power that needs to be cultivated. Feed your potential with fertilizer of positive company. Give it an environment of encouragement. Pour out the water of the word of God. Bathe it in the sunshine of personal prayer. God called your potential, your treasure, something to be valued and guarded from sin, discouragement, procrastination, distractions, and compromises. True potential in life is not what is accomplished, but who benefits from it. So your deposit was given to enrich and inspire the lives of others. And the best news is, it's never too late. You may be thinking the window of opportunity is closed. Maybe you're a late bloomer. You must trust and remember God's timing. He has all the time in the world. And if you, if you just Googled for a moment the amount of successful people that happened later in life and the things they gave us, huge amounts of potential that was released. Think about Phyllis Diller. Um, we have Thomas Edison, Laura Ingalls, who wrote the wonderful Little House on the Prairie. These are all done after their 60s. Look at Ronald Reagan. So I want to encourage you to be cultivating that potential and releasing it in the appropriate direction. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay at any time at FaithTalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.